Welcome to Social Minute, the podcast that looks at social network minute by minute. And today we are going to be covering minute number 67, which goes from 1 minute and 6 to 1 minute and 6.59 on the clock. Um, we start this minute off with um, Christy saying, I think Wado's jealous. Um, and towards the end, with Sean Parker now in our presence, and with the track Magnetic now playing, probably one of my favorite tracks on this soundtrack, uh, we have the, the, waiter, the waitress, uh, Tori, bringing some, uh, getting, taking the drinks order. Um, you know, uh, I think, I don't know, I, to me it always seems like um, when asked what drink she wants, uh, Christy just kind of throws like apple teeny out there just as like a thing to say and not realizing what it is. Uh, but then of course, you know, um, Sean Parker is like four of those <laughs> and uh, that is where the minute finishes. Um, and joining me to talk about today is Tyler Boudreaux and that is Tyler spelt in the usual way. Is there another way to spell Tyler? No, it's just something that uh, Tyler Winklevoss says when he's in the deposition. Oh, I forgot the he one says, of the uh, Winklevi is uh, named Tyler. What, what's the other one's name? Cameron, Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss. Um, yeah. Have you seen the film Game Night? I have, yes. I, you reminded I me of the scene where they go into the bar and uh, um, I almost uh, Jason Bateman like tries to think, think of a, a weird drink. And what, is, <laughs> what does he say? Uh, like a Harvey Wallbanger? Uh, I, is that a thing? Yes, that is that is a real drink. That Harvey Wilbanger. But like, imagine if Christy um, had ordered that. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been that would have been funny. I mean, if I was picking fancy drinks for her to order, I would have said a slow, comfortable screw. <laughs> um, you know, it would have been. I mean, I think uh, the thing is as well. Um, it's worth saying in this minute, although I mentioned it when she first appeared. But Brenda Song is a delight in this film. Um, you know, I like the kind of the energy that she brings. Like, we, you have these kind of. Um, you know, the way that Eduardo and Mark are done, they kind of act like a married couple anyway, with like their bickering and their <laughs> arguing and stuff like that. So it's nice to have like a different dynamic. I mean, obviously, you know, once once Sean Parker kind of enters the scene, the whole thing kind of like changes. Um, but I like this little kind of dynamic that they had with just the three of them kind of making the small talk. And throughout this scene, um, I think unfortunately, Christy kind of falls into the... Um, you know, the, the kind of classic Sorkin uh, woman, which is she just asks questions all the time and allows men to answer. That's uh, which is a bit unfortunate. Good point. But, you know, she yeah, but she also but I don't I don't the thing is, I don't think it's a bad thing in this in this particular scene. Um, you know, in particular because I don't know if in reality Eduardo's then girlfriend was actually invited along to this meeting. Um, it just feels like they're kind of using her character because she's already been introduced. It's entirely possible that Eduardo, you know, had you know more than one girlfriend when he was at Harvard, um, and so it's you know it's kind of it's kind of nice that um, you know we we get this. Um, you know, we, we kind of have um, Brenda Song in there just kind of adding a, a different dimension. You know, this is a, this is a film that is very much, um, you know, a sausage party. Um, you know, there's like the whole film is, you know, I mean, after Rooney Mara kind of like exits at the start of the film, it takes a long time before we get any women that aren't, you know, lawyers in deposition rooms. Um, you know, so it's nice to have like a character who isn't. Um, you know, a man in this film, um, you know, and also I like the kind of the chemistry she has with Justin Timberlake. I feel like there's a bit of a kind of, you know, this entire scene, you know, the, and the next few minutes 
is all about, um, you know, the kind of chemistry between, um, you know, Sean Parker and Mark Zuckerberg and the fact that Eduardo is like the friction and kind of trying to slow things down and kind of, you know. So it's nice that Christie's in there as a as a little bit of a different kind of, you know, I think her and Justin Timberlake ha- are having a bit of fun in the scene. Um, you know, it's not just kind of like Eduardo being miserable in between comments between Mark Zuckerberg and Sean Parker. Yeah. Like she's there to kind of break things up a little bit. And I, th- I think, you know, I've always found her quite, you know, charming as an actress. So it's, it's nice for her to kind of uh, just be here to break things up a little bit. Yeah, it's interesting because, well, when 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 Sean's walking in and Wardo says his sassy comment to which you referenced in the last minute. Um, oh, yeah, take your time because yeah. he's shaking everyone's hand as he walks <laughs> in the building. And then, uh, oh no, he says, and then he goes, oh, and he does own a watch like that, that little, like he sees the watch on his wrist and he's like, oh, and he does. And then like just a little, well, Christy like says, stop it. And she does it again later. But like, (laughs) it's a it's an important, it's a, it's not only is she getting along with Sean and like, and Mark's also getting along with Sean, but like her relationship with Wardo is more adversarial. And so the, the idea that she's kind of playing both at the same time is also really impressive. And can, like, can you imagine being Brenda Song in this in this scene? I mean, I know Jesse Eisenberg and um, Andrew Garfield aren't Andrew Garfield. huge stars at this point. Um, Andrew Garfield's obviously not not Spider Man yet, and I, I don't even know what else Jesse Eisenberg has done. Um, is there anything you can rattle off that he did before this? Uh, uh, Zombie Land and Adventureland came out the year before. Okay, so so he's got kind of. He's got that. Oh, I like both of those movies. Um, but and then Justin Timberlake obviously is, is Justin Timberlake. He's um, not in sync and everything else. Um, and then you get Brenda Song, you know, your Disney Channel actress who's doing an adult movie for like I don't know the first time maybe. I think it was yeah yeah. This was like the first time she hadn't done something kind of like kid or disney related so i mean yeah it's wild like imagine being in that in that position where i mean you're you're right she's definitely holding her own with these kind of heavy hitter actors i mean and i like i like as well how like um you know what's funny of course is you know justin timberlake in the year 2009 when they were filming this film he was not 22 years old and the character he's playing here is meant to be 22 years old it's the same actually with andrew garfield and um uh, and Mark and Jesse Eisenberg, they are playing a lot younger in this scene. Uh, whereas I think Brenda Song is only like about a year older than her character is meant to be in this scene. So um, she's the only one who's actually kind of close to the actual age of the characters. Uh, but yeah, so Sean Parker is meant to be 22. Um, and it's interesting in the script, Aaron Sorkin does actually say, you know, um, he he's able to work a room like Sinatra, um, which is a, which which is does kind of show the kind of and he also has the kind of comment in the script of who the hell is this, like which I I, I love kind of Aaron Sorkin's little asides in the script, um, and yeah the kind of take your time thing is is like the payoff to that he does own a watch, <laughs> like, he's twenty five minutes late and he's taking his time to go around the room and kind of shake people's hands and stuff, um, you know it's it's. It, you know, it, it, it also it feels like this restaurant is Sean Parker's choice, um, mostly because obviously he knows the you know he knows Tori the waitress, you know he knows clearly people in the bar. So it's it's it like it feels like this is somewhere that Sean Parker probably eats quite regularly, 
and you know probably you know has meetings here quite regularly and that's like the whole point you know when he sits down and he's like you know um so he, i like how he's like you know can you can you bring out some things <laughs> like you know he says you guys don't have anything in front of you and i just how you know he's immediately like tory like just and then a waitress that come past her, her name might not be tory but it doesn't matter because like the confidence of which he says tory um as she's kind of coming past and and i like how eduardo goes to explain you know that we're waiting for you but he gets cut off <laughs> before sean parker's like you know let's have the lacquered pork with the ginger confit you know tuna tartare and lobster claws and then of course he asks christy what do you like to drink um and you know brenda song delivers this an apple teeny like <laughs> you know like she's not really sure if she wants an apple teeny or like it's, it's i don't know it's just like a nice little thing of like you know if you're if you're kind of like someone who maybe doesn't drink very often and you want to seem like an adult you're like well what can i order that doesn't that isn't just me saying beer like <laughs> what can i order that sounds more specific and more grown up and so i like how she kind of nothing picks more apple. grown up than an apple teeny yeah well i i mean you know the only real the only real place that i know apple teenies from is on scrubs it was always jd's drink of choice and it was always kind of his drink of choice because you know a man drinking an apple teeny is inherently funny um so you know it's 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 kind of funny that you know sean is like asking as well the fact that he asks christy that says more about sean parker than anything else like you know he's got these two guys who he's you know meant to be having a meeting with and yet he picks christy as the one to kind of do the drinks order um you know it probably shows where sean parker's mind is it's like you know he's not really thinking that much about business he sees christy who you know brenda song obviously a beautiful actress and his eye is immediately drawn he's like yes you know what are we having to drink christy and of course um you know he's like great four of those um and i i like how he's not like you know very specific about like whether or not he likes apple teenies or not he's just like bring four apple teenies like to the waitress like he doesn't it's not something that he's really particularly thinking about he you know it just seems to suggest he just wants you know alcohol on the table and he's not really bothered what the drink is just you know to kind of get people drunk um you know but i don't know i just i kind of like the entrance you know justin timberlake he's already entered the film but the fact that this is where he's meeting um you know mark zuckerberg and, and eduardo and we kind of really start to see the kind of interaction between those characters and you know i mean we were like 100 pages into the script and we're you know more than an hour into this film before the actual kind of this is this is the thing that is going to break up eduardo and mark this is the thing that's going to lead to um, you know the the kind of the deposition taking place and the lawsuits you know so it's interesting that we're here and we're like okay this is this is the moment that kind of people have been waiting for if you ever saw any of the trailers of course we all you know we'll get to the line in a, in a kind of in a few minutes time but we all know where this is building up to and kind of the delivery that we're waiting for um so it, it, this is kind of like one of the more kind of i'd say well-known kind of scenes in the film um, and also the song that magnetic which plays underneath this kind of the kind of gradually builds and in the in the upcoming minutes you know everything will kind of turn into a bit of a montage and that will be the soundtrack for it uh like i said probably one of my favorite tracks on this um on this entire kind of uh this soundtrack like just the kind of you know the kind of energy that it immediately injects into the scene and you know the way that i mean it's it kind of it's rare that david fincher ever goes to doing a montage so kind of as as sean enters we kind of get the start of the song and then it's not really until the next minute that we kind of start to get the kind of build up of the energy of that song but you can just kind of hear it here like as he as he walks in the way he walks into the room with magnetic underneath it kind of it immediately makes it feel like something's happening and you know it's just a really good use of soundtrack Wait, so so are you saying David Fincher doesn't do montages? 
No, I mean, I can't like I can't think of any really like significant montages. I mean, there were a couple in like Fight Club, um, but like it's not like a big thing that he does. Because um, I mean, the know. whole David Fincher thing is editing, isn't it? So montages would be right up his alley. Uh, but not, but not like kind of musical montages. Okay, I say. maybe not like music. It's, he's not Wes Anderson. I will definitely say he's not getting a he's not getting <laughs> no. a Cat Stevens song and like playing mute like and then having fun things happen while it plays. But I mean, like I mean, any of these movies they have montages of like things going on in a, in a in the the more basic definition of the word. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm talking more about like a musical montage. Like uh, this is not Rocky Four, you know. Yeah, forty six percent of this film isn't montage. But uh, but it know, might be two a montage, minutes maybe is montage in the Battleship Potemkin kind of way where everything Fincher does is through editing, like by seeing things oh, from yeah, different yeah. perspectives. No. No, I just I specifically mean just a musical montage. Like it's rare that he it's rare that he does what he's going to do in the next two minutes, which is basically drop sound out and have, you know, just music playing over the top of people kind of doing stuff. Um, you know, that that's I mean, you know, yeah, like there are other films where he's done stuff where I mean, in particular, there is a montage in Curious Case of Benjamin Button where he describes the accident that takes place with Daisy's leg and her breaking her leg. And it's done very quickly and it is effectively a montage, uh, but it's not musical. Yeah, you know? that's just not a thing that he, you know, um, I would say the only other kind of musical type montage thing I can think of is in Zodiac, where he has the the kind of flash forward of the building of the, the tower in um in, is it in San Francisco where like this tower kind of gets built and it's you know done through kind of like a stop motion and like a time lapse should I say and that's kind of like a montage but that's like that's probably the only other time I could think of him doing like a musical style montage everything else is you know just conventional editing montages. I'm thinking of in Fight Club when he does the uh when they do like the challenge to get in a fight with a random stranger that's kind of yeah more it's it's I guess it's a yeah. balance between the ones we're talking about. Although there is bits of dialogue in that yeah. that kind of, um, you know, in the actions, you know, like when the the guy is like um, spraying the guy with the hose and he keeps kind of saying stuff and you can hear it. Admittedly, there is a lot of music going on, but you can still kind of hear the exchanges and and what's going on. Also, there's a, you know, when it, they explain what Project Mayhem is doing, you know, there's a little montage there. But again, it's it's not kind of what's going to happen for the next few minutes, which is kind of mostly musical montage. Um, While we're but yeah, so you know. Yes, go so, for it. So while we're on Fincher, I was just going to say, like, you've been talking about how long the script is, and I think it's so important that we have Fincher on this because of his editing. It's so, like, he's so willing to just not, like, not let anything breathe and just constantly be editing. And that the idea that we can get all of these line deliveries out so fast and all these perspectives, like, constantly in, in um, like, contrary positions um what in dialectic positions um it's it's so perfect for it's like it's the perfect marriage because when you think david fincher you obviously probably think something more crime oriented you obviously try to probably think of something more crime oriented or like kind of higher stakes than this and maybe social network is higher stakes because billions of dollars are at play here but it also feels lower stakes because it's just a story about like two guys as opposed to a story about a serial killer or some guys trying to blow up a bank or something. So, so yeah, I think, and then there's, I don't know. So when he's editing, does, 
does the dialogue start before you see who it is sometimes? Yes. Yeah. There are, I mean, even in this scene, when we come back from the, you know, we, we jump into the deposition and, you know, Christy says, I think Wado's jealous. And then we jump back to the deposition where Wado says, I honestly wasn't jealous, um, you know. And then it's like, you know, he, he was he struck me as a bit of a wild card is kind of overlapped with Christy asking why. Yeah, that's and, great. You know, so it, so you cut, like we jump between the two scenes where Christy and Eduardo are having a dialogue, but then it turns into Gretchen and Eduardo in the in the kind of deposition room. And then it goes back to Christy asking a question that's a reply to something Eduardo said in the deposition room. So there's a kind of that just that kind of like overlap effectively someone answering a question like from three years before or something um while jumping through time it's kind of uh, it's kind of interesting of course you know eduardo telling us that you know he, he crashed out of two big internet companies in spectacular fashion which is just a wonderful way of kind of setting sean parker up um you know even before he enters the room um you know and then mark of course arguing that you know he founded those companies like like even if he crashed out of them he founded the companies <laughs> so um which i don't know to me that strikes as a bit of a kind of weak argument of like yeah he founded these two internet companies and then crashed out of them in spectacular fashion just because you found them doesn't mean you know that you get a special dip dispensation um also that kind of emphasizes the fact that eduardo is listed as a founder of you know facebook and you know, by yeah, the that's end of exactly what I was just gonna say. Yeah. So it's a nice little parallel there that's kind of been set you up. You do get a special dispensation if you're Eduardo Safran. Yeah, but you do, you don't if you're Sean Parker. Um, yeah. So, uh, is there anything else to talk about in this scene? Do you think, or do you feel that we've kind of covered it? I mean, we'll talk a bit more about magnetic and the kind of everything in the next couple couple of minutes. Um, you know, th that song continues basically for the rest of the week. Like I said, one of my favorites on the soundtrack. So kind of like immediately the scene is just feels more energetic with that song underneath it. And, you know, his entrance to it is is probably one of the kind of the great kind of um, marrying up of just, you know, just basically someone walks into a room and, you know, the fact that David Fincher makes the choice to have this music play underneath just kind of, um, I don't know, it just really kind of emphasizes how kind of important it is that Sean Parker is, you know, has kind of met, has now met Mark Zuckerberg. He's now in the film properly. You know, he's not just on the other coast. He's actually here with Mark and Eduardo. And, you know, this is kind of, uh, you know, this is kind of, obviously you kind of see this as the start of something important. Yeah. In terms of raising the stakes, I mean, the, the, the thing I just wanted to emphasize was like the casting of Justin Timberlake. And I'm sure you probably talked about this when he, appeared in the movie for the first time but like in this moment like what like what is the impact of having justin timberlake who's um everyone the the joke now is that he's a triple threat he can sing dance and act uh but that that's true like the idea that we we have this pop this veritable pop star um he this is this is post um what what was his middle album there um future sex love sounds yes so, he he had just bought sexy back yeah so he so yes we are talking this is the man who brought sexy we back. had been missing sexy for so long and then he finally brought it back in 2006 so we have yes. to be eternally grateful for that i mean we are in what is generally referred to as sb13 which is 13 years since sexy was brought back so um you know, <laughs> get, get yourself lucky <laughs> uh you're, that was that was delightful okay but like the idea that um justin timberlake like this is the acting phase of his career um but like what what does he bring to this role is he brings this kind of heightened form of reality where it's like 
the people in the audience that we see that it's Justin Timberlake. We know that it's a big deal when he comes on screen because he's the person we recognize. He's the person who's a big deal. And that kind of reflects how Mark is feeling when he walks into the room too, is we know he's like this huge guy that like is so important for this film and for the the concept of Facebook. And then the irony of course, that he's Justin Timberlake playing, playing Sean Parker, the Napster guy who probably ripped off NSYNC and all of Justin Timberlake's music profits at some point in in his career. So, yeah. Yeah, it's weird as well because um, I think this is like the fifth or sixth film of Justin Timberlake's that I'd seen at the cinema. Um, I saw Alpha Dog and Black Snake Moan in 2006. I saw Shrek the Third um, and, uh, and The Love Guru. He's good in that. Yeah, Love Guru is a terrible film, but I'm, Justin Timberlake's quite funny in it. Like the role he has is um, is quite amusing. He plays a he plays a hockey player. Um, and, and then, lest we forget his Saturday Night Live performances. Saturday Night Live really isn't a thing in the UK, so I mean, oh. <laughs> that had zero but, cultural but, but, impact on me. I have seen I have seen some of the stuff that he's done on Saturday Night Live, and it is and he is you know like you say a triple threat. He is very magnetic and you know, um, kind of interesting and on screen, uh, when he's doing comedy as well, he's, he is quite good. At, he's got good comic timing, quite frankly. Um, yeah. Well, you know about Dick in a Box, right? Oh yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, the stuff he oh, did. I mean, that's, well, I was going to say, I the, mean that <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, this is a whole, like the rise of YouTube thing, but Lonely Island was so pivotal to the rise of YouTube and stuff like the SNL digital shorts was like so big. And then Justin Timberlake being in that, kind of lending this weird credence to these kind of guys making weird internet videos and then all of a sudden Justin Timberlake's in them like that's huge <laughs> yeah um and the and the uh what is the the mother's day song i love that song i you know i, yeah. I watch it mother, even when mother. it's when it's even when it's not mother's day i uh, i i watch that uh, that video uh, but yeah so social network <laughs> was like the fifth film of his that i'd seen at the cinema um, and then I don't know. In 2011, he kind of went a bit crazy, and he did like Bad Teacher, Friends with Benefits, and In Time all in one year. Uh, and since then, he's kind of slowed down a little bit in terms of like um, his acting appearances. But I saw him also in uh, Trouble with the Curve and Runner Runner, which is not a very good film, and of course Inside Lewin Davis, which is you know a masterpiece. Um, and then of course you know like you say, pop pop star, never stop, never stopping. Oh. Um, such a such yes, a great Chef's film. Kiss. I just yeah. watched that the other day. And <laughs> I've coincidentally so did I. I just watched it literally like two days ago. Um, I didn't mean to. I just wanted to watch like the opening five minutes because I love the song. I'm so humble. Um, but you can't. You can't just watch five minutes of that movie. If you start watching, you're watching the rest. <laughs> yeah. But the brilliant thing with Justin Timberlake in that movie is he plays the chef, and and then at the end of the movie, he's realized that there's like the he's the fish play that plays guitar and sings. Yeah. The brilliant thing in that is that it's not just a joke that he's the guy in the fish costume because he's Justin Timberlake. It, the joke works because they sell it earlier in the movie when the chef starts singing and everyone's like, hey, shut up. Like, no one's paying you to sing. And then later on he's singing. Like, it'd be, yeah, a, like a DreamWorks movie would have, like, oh, the joke is that he's, like, it's Justin Timberlake and he's a good singer in real life, but we pretend that he's a bad singer. But this, like, pop star does it where they actually set up the joke so it wouldn't even matter if it was Justin Timberlake. The joke would still work anyway. Yeah. Uh, I do like when he kind of reveals himself and he's like, it was me, Tyrus. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's just the fact that he's called Tyrus as well. And he's like, Tyrus. And that he's like, you know, as if to remind you. Uh, but yeah, so I, yeah, like, 
it's really weird because you think now, you know, when he made the jump, like when he basically kind of, I don't know, retired from music for like, you know, <laughs> like for like five or six years to, to kind of concentrate on acting. Uh, at the start, people were like, you know, what is he doing? Like, he's, he's you know, he's not an actor. He's just, just in Timberlake. Um, and I would even say, like, you know, his performances in, like, Alpha Dog and Black Snake Moan are okay. Like, they don't bring the films down, but they don't really do anything other than, like, for, you know, he's just a person in those films. Like, he doesn't really... But it's it's kind of with this film that he kind of, you know, suddenly you were like, oh, yeah, he it's clear he can act. Like, it, he and he's not just kind of, like you know doing Justin Timberlake he's really kind of bringing something special and also like you know the build-up of like the fact that Mark kind of falls in love with Sean Parker that that I don't think that would work if Justin Timberlake wasn't in the role you know he has a level of kind of you know just a kind of charisma on screen um, and, a, and a, a good kind of chemistry with Jesse Eisenberg and even the friction that he has between him and Andrew Garfield um, like behind the scenes the three of them were like you know obviously on very good terms and very good friends and stuff. And, you know, so like, it's kind of funny to see on screen, you know, Andrew Garfield and Justin Timberlake kind of being so combative because in every single scene, they are kind of, they're always at odds. Um, and I, I kind of just like how they're like, they have this chemistry, um, something obviously we can talk about more, uh, later this week. Um, you know, as we get in further into these minutes. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I loved, I love the casting of Justin Timberlake. It's one of those things where before the film came out, you know, you could legitimately say, well, you know, is it the right move? But it just, it just sells everything so well. Like, you know, he has to be this kind of person who can kind of convince Mark Zuckerberg to kind of basically betray his friend. <laughs> and, you know, that's the kind of energy that Justin Timberlake brings. Like he's someone who is kind of, who can just walk into a restaurant and know the names of all the waitresses. But then underneath you're like, why does he know the names of all the waitresses? And, you know, you suspect there's probably a different reason behind, you know, why he does know their names. Um, you know, it's not just that he's a, a frequent patron. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I'd also say that his character in Friends with Benefits is hilarious because he has this weird thing where he can't do math. And so he's trying, like, there's a scene where he's trying to figure out, like, he wants to get on the Hollywood sign with uh, Mila Kunis, and he's trying to figure out how to jump over the fence and how tall it is. And he tries to do some math, and he ends up working out that the fence is, like, 72 feet high. And he's like, that can't be right. That is and uh, it's just a weird, it's like, just like a weird little joke um, in that film, and it just makes me laugh every time, because he, he, they keep making his character try to do math, and he's like, I don't, and, like, he keeps coming in with, like, wild <laughs> figures that are wildly out, and he's like, that doesn't sound right. Um <laughs> So that's that's quite fun, um, you know. Uh, yeah. So, is there anything else to say about this minute? Uh, do you think? N nothing else. No. We have exhausted this minute. Well, then I will ask the Tuesday question, which is: When did you join Facebook? Uh, if you can remember when you joined Facebook, or if you know when you joined Facebook. Um, I do know when I joined Facebook. I joined Facebook my sophomore year of high school, um, which would have been two thousand thirteen. <laughs> maybe 2014 even <laughs> that makes me feel um, even older tyler um so and yeah it was the end of my sophomore year i had just i had like just gone to like a, a leadership conference for like high schoolers and i like wanted to stay in touch with people so i was like mom i need to get a facebook <laughs> and my mom was like okay but you you have to be so careful and um my, yeah you know you know how it is with parents and they they want to protect your online presence um, not really because, um, that wasn't a thing when I was a child, so, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I, yeah, uh, yes, I mean, it's really funny because obviously, you know, these days I would say most people your age don't use Facebook in the way that people my age use Facebook, 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, unless of course you are just sharing minions memes, which of course everybody does on Facebook these days. Um, you know, today I only really use Facebook for like, like if you have a, a party or an event that you're trying to get people to, like you can kind of just send that out to like everyone you go to college with, and then that kind of just fills up the event. And and our 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 college has a. Uh, a Facebook account dedicated to memes about things going on at the college. Um, and that that's just delightful. And those are the only two things I use Facebook for outside of um, podcast networking. Uh, okay, well, then let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug, Tyler? Yeah, I talked about my show, Fantastic Mr. Fox Minute, on the last episode, but uh, I neglected to mention my Twitter account uh, for myself or the show. If you want to listen to the for Fantastic Mr. Fox Minute, it's at Amateur Nerds. That's our kind of brand name, Amateur Nerds. And if you want to follow me personally, it's at Tyler Booty, which is T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. And you can find us on MySpace at MySpace.com slash The Social Minute or on Twitter at Social underscore Minute or on Facebook, of course, at The Social Minute Podcast. Thanks once more for being my guest here today, Tyler. Thanks for having me. I look forward to talking more JT with you. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Okay. Okay.